to a brand new episode of I'm 40% Podcast. With me, as, with me, as always, is actually, you look quite nice today. Your eyes are glowing in the light. I can't really make fun of you when you when you look nice. My eyes are, are your puffy. your eyes green? My eyes are puffy is what they are. They're green, right? They look I feel like you're right? drawing attention to it. So many people just listen to the audio of this. They don't know that I have puffy eyes. Now you're drawing attention to I don't think anyone listens to the audio or visual of this. <laughs> um, but you look nice today. Your hair doesn't look as greasy. I don't feel like I can smell you from here. Um, but I have my coffee. It has nothing to do with anything. I'm, I'm going to be nicer in this episode. As everyone knows, everyone's very deep in the lore of I'm 40% podcast. We are recording this the same day <laughs> as last week's episode. Jinx doesn't want me to mention Stop this. Stop bringing it up. But I'm bringing you people the truth. You know, I care about our audience. This happened on the same day. You'll notice I'm in a better mood. I got my coffee. I feel better. How do you feel in but comparison? But you're being more obstinate on this point. How do you feel? Do you feel good in relation to our previous episode? Better or worse? Better or worse? Baby, ain't nothing gonna, ain't no one gonna break my stride. Ain't nothing going to bring me down. Shut up, baby. I know it. So we're back here. There's no news. There's no news. Uh, 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 you're the host. You talk. Well, the news segment is your bit. Let's see. I'm we're telling about... you that there's no news. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm giving you that info. Well, that there wasn't very much pomp or circumstance around that. <laughs> no. Good news, everyone. See, there's no good no news. No good news, everyone. Yeah. Okay. No. Well, let's see. Um, Dela and I are still on tour for the Jinx and Dela holiday show, being as it is the same day as last week's episode. Mm-hmm. And you can get your tickets to the Jinx and Dela holiday show at jinxanddela.com. Um, we're probably coming to a city nearish you. If you live in North America, huh? Because mm. that's yeah. it's the states and Canada. Well, this might come so, out after all of that. For all we know, we have no we have no, no say over that. It's coming out when it's supposed to, which <laughs> okay, is good. like tomorrow. Great. <laughs> um, Jinx, how is Dela? Uh, how's the tour coming along? Do you like the way the show is progressing? This is the. This is, I mean, we say it every year, but this year, this is like, I'm, I'm, I'm really This year, we're confident. never going to talk to each other again after it. No. We no, no, say confi- it every year, but me and Ben are never going to talk to each other again. Confidently, I can say this is the coolest, funniest show we've written together. It is really, really good. And I really, that's why I can't stop talking about it. It's like, it's one of the best things uh, to come out of our, our little brains, the little collection. Interesting if true. <laughs> Shut up! Don't, under, don't undermine I'm, me. I'm excited to see it. I assume my ticket you is already be. figured out. <laughs> yeah, it's in the mail, I think. Okay, great. So, we're <laughs> you here. You still get paper mail, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure a pigeon's bringing it. <laughs> One of my ravens. What is this bit? Okay, so uh, we're here. My antiquated form of communication bit. I do it all the time. I can't actually argue with that. You do, you do that a lot. Yeah, someone say too much. So someone say ga- Tupac. Yeah, someone say Tupac. Other people would say Biggie Smalls, and you're asking them who's your favorite rapper of the '90s. <laughs> so Missy uh, no, Elliott. Yeah, I is love Missy my Elliott. favorite rapper of the '90s. <laughs> Have you seen the movie? Have you seen the movie <laughs> Honey? <laughs> no, I have not. Missy Elliott's got a really good cameo in Honey. Okay. Missy Elliott had a cameo in a Mean Girls themed Target commercial recently or something. 
Oh, I don't yeah. know what the story was. That Mean was. Girls commercial was so weird. It was all it of was them. It was very weird. <laughs> it was all of them and Missy Elliott. Like Amanda Seyfried, you're like a respected actor. Oh, you don't have to do this Target that commercial. Oh, song that they, that's like from the iconic scene? Mm. Or did they not want to have the, um, the problematic gym coach in the commercial? Oh, it might be, yeah, maybe fair with Missy Elliott is subbing in for the gym coach. That actually makes a lot of sense to me. Um, so, there's no news. Uh, do we talk about the episode now? Do we do it? Yeah. Okay. The day, <laughs> the day the Earth stood stupid. Original this air date. One of my. I'm in the middle of a sentence. Episodes for. I did the research. I wrote down the original air date, and you won't let me say it. Original air date. February eighteenth. Two thousand one. <laughs> Week after the last one, if you noticed. <laughs> so no delays in the schedule like there. Uh, we have a Chiron because there's no cold open. Um, and the Chiron is 80% entertainment by volume. I feel like they phoned it in. This is nothing to me. This means nothing to me as well. I feel nothing. <laughs> one out of two Chirons. One? Whoa. <laughs> I think that's the first one ever. Is that true? <laughs> hey, what? Read it to me again. Eighty percent new. Wait, eighty percent entertainment by volume. One out of five. Wow. <laughs> I give it two, but I do feel nothing. I it's uh, <laughs> like make me feel something, please. <laughs> we open on a distant planet. I just love to feel anything again. Uh, we open on a distant planet. <laughs> Um, it's called Tweenus 12 and it explodes. <laughs> Is it and... because it's between, between his two oh. planets? Yeah, actually, probably. We learned Tweenus. later that this is between a couple of other planets. So maybe you're right. Tweenus. Jinx, look at you solving puzzles. It's also just a funny word. Have you been doing your brainy? I don't like this V-giny. You, you've been exercising <laughs> your, your noggin there? Figuring stuff out. So the planet blows up and no, brains. No, I, I, I had the crayon that was lodged in my brain taken out. <laughs> That's a different show. Uh, the <laughs> the planet blows up. I stopped having sex. <laughs> the planet blows up. <laughs> the planet blows up, yes. And a bunch of brains come out of it. Yeah, It's like and... a core of a planet, right? Like... <laughs> Um, it's like an apple core, but it's I can't remember. They just blow it up, and they're and then a big swarm of floating brains start flying around, and then yeah. it says approximately one day's brain brain flight, flight. <laughs> from Earth. <laughs> yep, and then we cut to Earth, and we're at Madison Cube Garden, as we often are, <laughs> and it's a pet show. It's a pet show. Leela brought Nibbler for the pet show. Oh, but she's so bad at training him. She's really bad because at it, she she's, says. She, she says she has a strict training regimen, but the training regimen is just giving him all the ham he wants, no matter what he does. Because he's too cute, and Leela is very susceptible to his adorableness. This is very you and Tildy. <laughs> Listen, sometimes, I do not spoil Tildy as much as Kenny or... Pretty much anyone else in the house does. I like actually give Tildy tough love. What do you do to Tildy? <laughs> I just don't let her get away with being a little bitch, you know. But <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> do you I, hate I, her? I, no, I. Um, when she's a bitch, I let her know it. <laughs> we just have a very can't. Yes, <laughs> I say, Tildy, stop being a bitch. <laughs> and then she looks at me and swats her tail. Very bitchily, might I add. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she just keeps giving him ham, even though he didn't do the trick. Um, and there's a prize for the best pet. Um, the winner gets $500 and a year's supply of dog food. So Bender and Zoidberg say, $500, you say? 
Dog food, you say? <laughs> so um, Bender and Zoidberg team up. Zoidberg is now um, Bender's yipping, wait, whooping terrier. Whooping terrier, a yipping terrier, a whooping terrier. So now we've got Nibbler and Dr. Zoidberg in the race for best pet at Madison Cube Garden. Everything you need for for a comedy setup. Now, since there are so many different types of pets, there's a lot of different show things happening. Like, there's, like, sheep being herded. There's sheep herding, yeah. <laughs> and and it's very funny because it cuts to Fry, and he's like, wow, he's sure herding a lot of sheep. One sheep? Two sheep? Two sheep. <laughs> Three sheep. <laughs> yeah, but he's... Um, and they're, they're talking about nib- Nibbler's odds of winning, but... They're pretty sure it's a lock for the Hypnotoad. Yes. The Hypnotoad who just... Um, First <laughs> who... appearance of the Hypnotoad. No, it's not. He's on TV all the time. Not yet. Yes, huh? No. Nope. Right? No, nope. that was in the future. No, they... My thi- Why? No, Haven't listen to they me. introduced Leave It to <laughs> Hypnotoad? No. <laughs> It's called Everybody Loves Hypnotoad. Everybody Loves Hypnotoad. And no, this is the first appearance of Hypnotoad. This is how Hypnotoad got his big break. Yeah, he I won feel like this. This was a and big hit for him. And then he became like him, yeah. the dog on Frasier. Well, I think it was like they discovered talent. It's like when someone has a viral video, then they just get their own like show on like FX. That's how like TV works now. I wish. <laughs> What what in the butt would have had a talk show years ago? <laughs> oh, it could that could have been just the name of the talk show too. He he could have just asked everybody what what in the butt. Yeah, like, hi, I'm here with Nicole Kidman asking, <laughs> what what in the butt? And then Nicole Oi, Kidman would who, talk about who was, who my agent. Why did he, my agent send me to this show? That's Nicole Kidman. <laughs> I. That's, that's Meryl Streep in the movie about the dingo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Nibbler, he's not very good at this. He just eats all the sheep, doesn't he? <laughs> Nibbler doesn't really do a lot besides eat, which I mean, like, I don't understand. Okay, so here is knowing what we know about Nibbler. Do we just assume because in this one, he just kind of. But um, that was later he talks. <laughs> so I'm like, did they just not sure. decide that no, Nibbler was going to no, talk yet? No, no. Why is Nibbler no, posing no, as a no, dumb pet? No. Why has he not? What he he explains being, in this episode that he makes them think he's speaking their language with his brain. I know, but later we hear him talk. But the thing I want to know is because he's making us the audience hear it. What does he get out it's of like pretending to It's like in the end of Guardians of the Galaxy Three, where Groot says, hands. "I love you guys." It's not that he's actually saying "I the love you guys." Is, it's that we, the audience, now understand Groot language. But when he tries to eat the pig balloon, okay, okay, sure. What was Lord Nibbler of the Nibblonians thinking? He, he didn't really think that was a pig. Maybe he did. How? How could he? he <laughs> he's a, he's an intelligent, timeless being, and he thought that pig. He's never seen a balloon before. He didn't have Ma- enough context. Don't clues. you think? Don't you think he does enough smart things that he probably has to do dumb things on purpose in order to keep the humans off of his scent as a That's sentient what I'm being? Assuming. That's what I'm assuming. That if I give him the benefit of the doubt, but you'd think still he wouldn't want to put himself in danger. I mean, he falls into a big vat of cream for Christ's sake. <laughs> oh my God! When he falls in the cream and the there's like a sort of punch bowl full of cream where cream is being like distributed in individual cups to cats, and they are waiting <laughs> patiently. But... but then the cream splashes <laughs> all over everyone, and the. <laughs> The, uh, it attracts all these cats who are, everyone's screaming bloody murder, but the cats are just politely licking all of them. <laughs> the cats are like, like rawr, rawr. they're not like using claws. They're not biting. They're just on them going. If you, if you got cream on you and I licked you, would it satisfy me the same way as if I were to actually drink cream? I don't think it would. I think, you know, it's a liquid. 
But it's not now cooling they get on your as body. much cream as they want rather than a little doled out. Little... But they don't get Here's the any other cream thing, because it's on I've people's skin. I've never seen Tildy give a shit about cream. Ice you should cream, not give your she cats cream. About. You should not give I your know cats you dairy. I don't give her cream. But you, you just know, said you gave her an ice around, cream cone. First of all, I never said the word cone at all. I think you did. And second of all, I just said she goes nuts. She's, if I'm eating ice cream, she just gets her head in the bowl and I have to constantly like be, you know, like with a little, <laughs> get out of here. You I eat ice cream so in bed much. a lot, Jinx? Not a lot. <laughs> so. Uh, Is there something wrong with that? Uh, Where the do heart you eat ice cream? <laughs> I don't eat ice cream, it upsets my tummy. Uh, the uh, hard shell whooping terrier is wearing a diaper, and it's very upsetting to me. Because <laughs> Zoidberg the, doesn't wear a diaper usually. It's just to sell him as a pet, like like Nibbler being dumb. Um, I did like <laughs> Leela's line where she's like, "Nibbler, shake my hand, shake." Sorry, he's usually had more ham by now. <laughs> <laughs> How much ham? <laughs> How, where, what's her ham budget? Where is she getting all these raw dripping hams? Do you think it's in the future and they can like bioengineer hams? They don't have to grow a whole pig. They can just grow the ham all, It does seem like there is an abundancy of pork products because you got big pink. <laughs> <laughs> it's really it's a ham-based economy. <laughs> it's a ham-based market. <laughs> They've got a surplus of ham, so they got to... Put it in their gum. (laughs) I ain't a lot of ways to use it. Okay. We find out the winners of this particular uh, challenge. (laughs) There's a top three. Um, Third place is Dave Spangler and his owner, Fluffers. (laughs) And it's a little man that is shaped like a dog. (laughs) But the owner. He's not shaped like a dog. He's just a little man in a little man (laughs) position. He has no, he has like dog features. No, he does not have any dog features except for a collar. He is just a little man going like this. He's just like this. He's just like this, Nick. And then his owner is a, a is a human-sized cat lady. Yes. Her name is Fluffer. Not a cat woman because she hasn't been blessed by the goddess. Uh, and she's not Halle Berry. Oh. <laughs> Do you remember in Catwoman that Frances Conroy's character is named Ophelia Powers? And she's the one who tells Catwoman about what her powers are. And <laughs> then remember? Catwoman says, Ophelia, Ophelia. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the part in Catwoman where Catwoman falls out of a window and Benjamin Bratt, who does not have any superpowers, scoops her up with his arms and pulls her back into the building? Was that the, uh, was that the Halle Berry Catwoman or the... Um, Halle Berry. The... Jennifer Aniston Catwoman. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston? Benjamin Bratt? Wait, Do you mean Brad Pitt? You are no, lost. No, who's, um, you know, who's the one, um, oh my gosh, Princess Diaries. Anne Hathaway? Anne Hathaway. <laughs> That's who I meant. No, I don't think Benjamin Bratt is in any Christopher Nolan films, so sadly he was who not brought back. Christopher Nolan? <laughs> Well, this is just a fun game. I can just keep saying the name of very famous people and you can be surprised by their existence. (laughs) Keep going on with the episode, please. I'm trying desperately. So, Zoidberg Zoidberg and uh, Bender, they come in second. And they come in second and Bender... Which is just a fancy word for losing. Fancy word for losing. We skipped over when... um, uh, Zoidberg was doing the talent show and he was doing like a Spanish dance and doing, doing little casanets. Yeah. <laughs> it's <was> pretty cute. <laughs> and Bender said, I should be weeping right now. <laughs> um, Bender uses the whip on Zoidberg. It's funny to me that they allow Bender to keep whipping him while he's dancing. You'd think that that would be distracting for the performance. It's probably why they didn't win, except for the winner was the Hypnotoad. So no one else was going to win other than the hypnotoad and we can only assume that this is the day that the hypnotoad gets his tv contract 
don't know if it's today. I think right now all of the... No, I think there was a hotshot Hollywood no, producer. No, the networks are having a bidding war. They're like, look at this hot new talent. All the kids love no, him on the viral were, stuff. There was a, well, there was definitely a scout there. There was a scout at the pet show? Yeah, hell yeah. TV Pets talent? Make, think about it. Grumpy Cat, come on. Grumpy Cat, did Grumpy Cat have his own movie? Didn't they just film him running around for a while? And if Aubrey Plaza voiced him. Fred, this is a real I'm thing. I'm sure they gave a movie to Grumpy Cat. <laughs> Leave Fred out of this. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> they gave a movie to the annoying Orange. They better have given a movie to Grumpy Cat. May he rest in power, Grumpy Cat. <laughs> they gave a movie to Go Bois. <laughs> Do you remember Go Bois? No. It's a girl. I don't even know what that is. It's a little like three year old girl, and she's holding a dog by the leash. And she says, Go! And the dog runs, but then it pulls her down, and she hits the ground, and she says, Blah. And they gave a movie to her? No, it was just a viral video. But they did give a movie to all the other things, so why did The orange was a real one? (laughs) Yes. The annoying orange. As a movie. I thought we were heightening to ridiculous levels, which is why no. I said go blah. Okay. So. <laughs> uh, but they did they, give a movie to this girl. I'm not, I'm not playing this game anymore. People. <laughs> they give Leela the award of dumbest pet in show. It's pretty sad. And I, I guess to that extent, you know, I feel like if Nibbler is causing that much of a distraction, it must be part of his goal to appear dumb and like have it be a spectacle of how dumb he is because he's too smart for this to be an accident. So we cut back to Planet Express and Zoidberg or Zoidberg Hermes is examining like a space map or something and space <laughs> Rome got destroyed and then Don Martin 3 got destroyed? What does that mean? And then... Don Martin? I think that's the name of the planet, he said. I didn't know what it meant. Don Martin 3. (laughs) Maybe I wrote it down wrong. (laughs) Uh, And then they destroyed Tweenus 12, as we saw in the beginning. And we're noticing a trail here. It's leading right towards Earth. About one day's brain (laughs) flight from Earth. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, Nibbler freaks out (laughs) at this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nibbler freaks out at this. He runs outside. Leela's got to chase him. So she's walking around in the alley with a ham trying to coax him back. Here's what I want to know. But then she sees a glowing dumpster. Take it, Mom. Okay. So the Niblonians knew all this was going to happen because the Niblonians prophesize everything because they've been there since before the dawn of time. Because somehow, oh, well, we're going to get there. Anyway. The point is, they save Earth. Okay, so you interrupted me to talk about something and then stopped talking about it. Is that the <laughs> no, thing? No, 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 no. I'm getting back to the original point that I interrupted you with. Okay. <laughs> they knew this was going to happen. Were there no lives worth saving on Tweenus 12? Were there no lives worth mm. saving on Don Martin 3? Were there no lives worth saving on... Kentucky Fried Planet. Space Rome. It was Space Space Rome. Rome. And I think Space Rome is just destined to fall, maybe. Yeah. It'd be there. The Ides of Mars. (laughs) Glorp. They don't have have Bart there. They have different months. So uh, there's a glowing dumpster. Glob and a gloob. No, and I hear you. I don't know why they didn't rescue the people on the other planet. Maybe they finally have like a bearing on the path of the brains. Like they finally have a chart. Hmm. To Maybe they just knew there would be a day the brains would attack Earth. Mm. And Nibbler is like realizing, oh, this looks like it. But like they they need Nibbler. They, they sent Nibbler to Earth. Because they needed him there to help prevent the destruction of Earth countless times. And usually it's related to Fry. True. Now, (laughs) this is the first time that this happens. 
And probably the last time it makes any sense. <laughs> yes, because they will do it again and it will make less sense. Now, I want to talk about these uh, glowing brains that come out of the dumpster. They chase Leela around um, and she runs down another alley and she ends up finding Nibbler, who is getting in a little spaceship, which I guess he just kept in a shed. Wearing a little space suit. Yeah, he looks very cute. That he keeps in a teeny tiny shed behind Planet Express that no one questions. I feel like at at some point, doesn't he move the spaceship to the roof or something? It's on a roof at some point. But right now he's storing it in a shed in an alley. And he starts to fly off without Leela. He has to abandon her. But she begs and begs. She begs and begs, and Nibbler has a change of heart, has to go down there, pick her up, squeeze her in, <laughs> and they fly to space together. Would oh you like gosh. to fly to space with any of your pets? I wonder, yeah, no, I don't know that, I don't know. I don't want to be the first, I don't want to like go out there on my own. I want that someone to be like, here's some space that we have deemed safe for you to visit. <laughs> I think we got to give up on space, y'all. We're just throwing money at a thing that's never going to get figured out in our lifetime. How about we spend all that money on helping the people who need, like, food and stuff? Well, the thing is, there would be money for both if we just stopped, if every everyone stopped spending money on war. But we that's can't true. do that because that's the only reason that America has any sway in anything is because and we got the, the biggest guns. And that's the only that- reason they're investing in space travel because that's the only scientific advancement that has military opportunities think about that man you ever think about that something that said something (laughs) about like america's own like america's only true export is war like that's our our number one export and Uh, and sitcoms (laughs) and cartoons (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh yeah and entertainment Entertainment and war, the two American (laughs) values. So the brains are everywhere. They've very quickly taken over the planet, and everybody's just getting so, so dumb. But we're seeing this all through the perspective of Fry, who is unaffected by the dumbening rays of these brains. And now suddenly he's the smartest. The stupefaction ray. Now, before Ben, uh, before Nibbler explains what's going on, we get a little bit of like clues. It's pretty obvious. The brains are making everyone dumb. Doesn't affect uh, Fry. Something special about Fry is going on. We don't really know all, to the extent, extent why Fry is such an anomaly. But here's my biggest complaint about this episode. And I know I've already complained. <laughs> About this episode, even though it's one of my favorites to quote. This is a, this is a fucking great episode overall. It's a fucking say. great episode, but what pisses me off about it, and I think it's in the direction maybe or in the writing. I love everything about this episode except for the way that they make all the dumb people talk. Mm, because essentially, it's, a little lazy, yeah. it's it's not dumb. It's juvenile. You know, it's yeah. like childish. And what pisses me off about it is they're basically saying that everyone is now as dumb as Fry, and Fry is not as dumb as everyone else. No, he's smarter than them. I don't know. It's like, I know he's he's a little bit smarter than than them, them, but they're like, I don't know. It just, it doesn't sell to me as dumb. It, It sells to me as like lazy writing. Yeah. Like, let's just make them talk like toddlers, then talk like what these characters would talk like if they were dumb. I think they do a better job with Morbo and Linda than they do with the main cast. Yeah. Because the we'll main cast to... is just like Professy and Zoeby <laughs> and like, why are they talking like babies? Like, I know plenty of people who are dumb, but they're not babies. I know smart babies. <laughs> I don't know any smart babies. <laughs> well, you don't know them for long. Flying through space. Nibbler and Leela are... Because they grow up, you see. Yes, yes. Now they're flying through space, as I mentioned. Uh, And uh, Nibbler, he's doing the little chatters, but he's communicating his thoughts to Leela 
And I think I, this is every time we hear, hear him talk, I think he's doing little chatters, but he's making people understand him. Sure. I all buy that. But here's what I <laughs> and I'll buy it that the first time we hear it, it's what, what I mean, it's like what was actually happening. And from then on, we're hearing it from the perspective of the character. Or maybe we're forgetting something that he says that explains it later on. But Here's what I'll say. I do really, really like the bit of the one-sided conversation. I like the bit of her saying, and you go on to say, (laughs) as if she's saying it for our benefit. And then I also really, really like the bit about, what's the meaning of the universe? How how is the universe formed? And he just goes, (laughs) for a long, long time. And she goes, that would mean, so every religion is wrong. (laughs) Really, really I funny. I love that bit. I would like to know why every religion is wrong, just so that I can apply it to here in our time and life and earth. But whatever. I like the bit. <laughs> well, go talk to your cat. Maybe she'll tell you. You think I haven't tried? <laughs> she is very withholding. She's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Tildy, and I'm a bitch. <laughs> Uh, so back on earth, the Hermes, he almost drowns in the shower, like a turkey vulture, like looking up at rain. Did you know that turkey vultures will die from that? (laughs) A little fun fact about turkey vultures. And this is where we get kind of like the montage of everybody being dumb. And they're like, oh, we want to buy internet stock on margin. I don't know enough about the stock market to know if that's funny. On margin, on margin. Soybee (laughs) want to buy on margin. Uh, What I do love is the professor sitting there with the clackers going between his glasses. And then he just goes, I'm a genius. (laughs) (laughs) I loved that. There's a lot of jokes. You know, they all join the reform party. The, The news monster can't read the tea. Yeah, oh, that's such a good joke. He can't read the teleprompter because he forgot what the letter that looks like a man wearing a little hat sounds like. It's a T. It goes, tuh. Hello, little <laughs> man. Barbo will destroy you. Now, um, Linda, though, she's more like stoned. She she's like um there's she's a train like, oh, pile this is cool, up yeah. <laughs> Look at this cool train pile up. <laughs> and the governor lady says, I'm sending in more trains. See, like to me, that's like what people would act like if they were stupefied, right? Yes. I agree. It's a little better. Um, we go back to space <laughs> and Leela has arrived at the Niblonians homeworld and we meet this council of Niblonians. <laughs> Shout out to the main female Niblonian. Uh, I believe this is a Tress McNeil character and uh, just really funny. All of her lines are good. All the delivery is great. And the sort of running gag with Nibbler's uh, species is that they have a great, uh, important cosmic purpose. And they are like basically um, gods amongst uh, humans and mortals. But they're also very cute and uh Act like little kids. Oh, from this point on, we do just hear their voices. Yep. So it's just, yeah, okay, never it's mind. It's a transitional it scene. It's a transitional scene. It's anyway, so we, so the now audience, we, will understand. Yeah. Now we've got Nibbler in full Nibblonian glory, and we learn that when, when the, at the dawn of existence, their mighty race was already 17 years old. Yeah. <laughs> And you see their um, their like pre uh, universe world that they lived in, and it's just like a pink like Lisa Frank field where they're like frolicking and picking flowers together. It was a paradise, and all the universe was in harmony for about five minutes, and then <laughs> and then and then in came the brains. The brains. Now, so these are their sworn enemy. Like throughout time, they've had to fight the, made, the brains. How were human brain? How do human brains predate humanity in this universe? We don't know that they're a human brain. Lots of brains look they like look that. They look pretty humany. You ever looked at like a uh, elephant brain? No. Pretty similar. How it's many the- brains have you looked at? How are you looking at brains? Science <laughs> textbooks. <laughs> oh, you got those lying around? Your little bachelor pad? Look at my bookshelf over here. I can't turn my no computer. No one can otherwise see anything see you're pointing at. <laughs> so 
We I, can't even see your arm pointing. <laughs> it's gone, Nick. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, this this is funny. I like this as like a an end of the world threat. Simply that mm-hmm. people will just be dumb and passive. Uh, and they, uh, and, and they have to get rid of everyone because um, the thoughts of others hurt. Yes. Them. Yeah. So, and now this is a wonderful, uh, this is our first introduction to something that basically Fry is the one. He, he is, is the Neo. one. Isn't he? he is the, the question and answer. He is always at the heart of everything because of something we will learn in a future episode. Um, if you're a fan of the show, you already know. Yeah. But what happens in a future episode causes Fry to have no Delta brainwaves. Now, the Nibblonians explain that all living creatures and some trees, and some trees. <laughs> have Delta brainwaves, but, but not Fry, Fry is one unique <laughs> some trees. <laughs> So yeah. the no- and, yes, uh, exactly. Uh, That's why he's immune. He's back on planet yet Earth. Inferior brain yes. is the answer to this calamity. Um. So he's back on Earth, trying to re-educate the Planet Express crew. And in order to do this, he's decided to start with U.S. presidents. <laughs> and he's got George Washington there to help them remember, but they can't do it. And Leela is up in orbit. And we see the sort of like a Niblonian mothership is like a, it's kind of like a red, like Valentine's fantasy. Like if, um, <laughs> like if a heart bed, like if a heart shaped motel bed, you know, like blew up and was an and, interior. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, they're starting to realize that maybe they are cute. Now, this is yes. one of my favorite jokes. Except I have always felt uncomfortable with the word they chose to create. <laughs> I don't think it's an actual issue. Like, there's... <laughs> but it sounds so close. It's like, it, it starts doesn't. that way. And it's like, what? Of all the sounds you could have made up. Maybe it should have been wiggle snush. N-I-G. And you sure. thought that was a good idea. Maybe it should be wiggle snush. Maybe that would be better. Sure. But I think they were just... Sniggle snush. Sure. Put an S on it. Sure, sure. These are all good punch-ups. Look, I wish you were there on the day. I mean, like, as a writer, you as a writer, I'm a writer, we both write, would you ever choose that word if you had the chance to Hmm. make up a word? Do you think you'd start with that? I guess not. <laughs> As a conscious, mindful human being, do you think you'd start with those three letters when you're writing actually, a word that you have to make up? It's actually worse than that because it's four letters. There's two Gs. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So please, so it's, t- it's, but it's, rough. it's the first three letters <laughs> that make the sound. But I'm asking you, Nick, as a writer, no, do you I'm think agreeing you with you. Made that choice. Stop <laughs> acting like I'm defending the, the, the word. In the Futurama, the first Futurama writing team, who was the Nazi? I want to know. Oh, my God. So let's call it Smiggles. Smiggles. But it's very funny because he says, oh, I feel... And it's like... It's a made-up word. It's much like glorb in a gloop, where we, like, get what the word yeah. is from context. They're good at making up words until now. <laughs> but the joke... Let's say what the context of the word is, because it's very funny. He uh, says, I worry we are cute. And as sort of a way to, like, talk him down, she says, oh, snigglesnish. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Fire the what? What are the torpedoes called? I can't remember what, what the torpedoes from. are called. <laughs> fire the fire the hug ray torpedoes it's or something, something like that. But that's yeah. why he says, "I fear we are cute." <laughs> so they're fighting off the brains. Leela has, has to, to go, go down. To, she has to go to Earth and deliver a note to Fry explaining the situation. They but it's going to make her dumb her. when she gets there. That's exactly. Why that's why they wrote the note. So they write a note to explain the situation to Fry. Leela, as soon as she's on Earth, she is immediately dumb. 
So Fry takes the note, says, thank you, Leela, blows his nose, and then throws it into in the, the fire. fire. <laughs> Which <laughs> I don't know. Directly in the fire. I guess if you had a boogery mm, <laughs> tissue, that's one way to dispose of it, right? Or is it going to send booger particulates about? Hmm. Is it safe to burn boogers? I guess is my question. At that the I'm... end of the day, you shouldn't... At the end of the day, you shouldn't burn anything probably but wood. And even sure. that, you should probably keep probably. at a minimum. Yeah. But here's the thing. My grandma used to just burn all the junk mail. Did you ever have anyone <laughs> in your family that did that? Uh, that's how she would start the fires in the fireplace. She would take, she oh, kept, she would smart. save all the junk mail. And then, but that means all of the dyes and all of the plastic on the little envelopes. Oh, yeah. All of that was burning up too and going into the, but whatever. It, <clears throat> newspapers, saving up old newspapers to use as starter. I think that's okay, but still that's it's smart. like the ink is burning up, but that's a little bit less than, you know, a bunch of like magazines. <laughs> a bunch of What ink are going to do? What's ink going to do to you? Octopuses are full of them. They seem all right. They seem pretty on the ball. <laughs> <laughs> they seem pretty with it. <laughs> now, uh... <laughs> so we get into kind of the end game of this episode. Uh, Leela is down on Earth, but she's dealing with becoming dumb. So it's all in Fry's hands. And I will say, now... even though she, she's dumb, but she's able to relay the information to him because Leela is very efficient but efficient um, and do you think it's partially because she has such a connection with fry did their love save the day or maybe it's just that it was so soon like she hasn't been distracted yet because she gets distracted later she doesn't she's not as helpful later she does get dumber as it goes yes yeah and she's one of the people who this vocal performance, I love Katie Seagal, but this the thing I was talking about at the beginning about there's a difference between stupid and being a baby. This Leela has just become a baby. She you, goes, you for this. I do like when she goes, you, you for this. <laughs> but then I kind of hate the whole reason I feel this way about the the voice acting on this is because of her go her going, you go fight biggest brain of all. <laughs> like. But anyway, I love this episode. So Fry goes, I, uh, uh, brains are basically a bunch of nerds. Well, she Where says, would nerds brain. be hanging out? Yes, yeah, so you finish the joke and I'll say mine. <laughs> I know, the library. <laughs> the library was very funny to me. And the captions didn't even get it. The caption said library. And I was like, caption person, pay attention. You're missing you bits here. You ruined the joke. Yeah, poor, if someone poor couldn't, people who are hearing impaired, or just have to turn like down the volume, not getting the really good joke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> either way. Anyway. So, yeah, uh, the other funny line from that scene I just wanted to say is, "Brain, brain make people stupid. No, Leela, brain no, make Leela. people smart." <laughs> this is really funny. <laughs> so yes, they do go because <laughs> he's using the broken English to keep. Yeah. No, so Leela, brain make people smart. <laughs> <laughs> so they follow the plan. They do go to the library. And it was correct because the sort of master brain is there, the king brain. What's his name? Dewey, you fool. Your decimal <laughs> system has played directly into my hands. Yeah. <laughs> the because... brain, his voice. I love this voice acting. It's really funny. <laughs> I am a giant brain. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is a hilarious vocal performance. I assume it's probably just Billy West doing a silly voice. Um, I don't know really who works. it is, but they, uh, they, it's because he's so smug. And yes, that a giant brain would be very smug yes. because he's so smart. So the whole thing, uh, though, is he's at the library and he's absorbing all of the books to like gain all of the knowledge. Is that what he's doing? <laughs> What's his plan? Because he's going to gain all of, they gain all of the knowledge. They gain all of the knowledge of the planet, and then they mm. destroy the planet to kill all the thoughts. They have so there to can't the be any more knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes, yes, yes. Uh, we learn that later because that is their end goal. This is yes. just a step in their plan. Whoa! Yeah, we haven't even seen the vast machinations of these brain spawn. So 
He's... I am a giant brain. <laughs> so what really killed the dinosaurs? Me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a spoiler. You're jumping I'm ahead. Sorry, but... <laughs> uh, I know. So, um, <laughs> the bit is that Fry is like thinking, and it's hurting the brain, and he's like, "Oh, maybe I can think of a way to make that work for me," and that hurts him. But then he can't think anymore, so he has to go read a book in order to make thoughts happen. Yes. He Hardy Boys, too books. easy. Nancy Drew, too hard. Too hard. Oh. Bonfire in the Vanities. Perfect. Perfect. Now, is this a funny joke? Because I've never read Bonfire of the Vanities. Is this a burn on, like, Bonfire of the Vanities being, like, children's writing? Because it's in between Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I only get this part because I know about Pride and Prejudice. I've never even heard of Bonfire of the Vanities. What do you think? What do you think Bonfire of the Vanities is about? I figure it's a Pride and Prejudice ripoff. <laughs> ripoff. From the context clues in this episode, it seems like Pride and Prejudice did well, and then someone else tried to get in on that. The only thing I know is there's a movie called Bonfire of the Vanities. I assume based on the book. <laughs> and I think it has Bruce Willis in it. And I think it bombed really hard. They put a lot of money into it. And it well, bombed. you don't put Bruce Willis in a period piece. I know, <laughs> it's distracting. Bruce Willis, unless it's a future period, because he's, he's awesome in Fifth Element. But he's great also, in Fifth Element. He's always playing a robot or like a guy hunting down a robot. He's Death Becomes Her, too. He actually has acting chops for an action star. That's oh, yeah. not typical. No, he's great in Death Becomes Her. What a what a he's funny got performance. Good comedic timing. Um, so we he's terrible go, on that episode of Friends, but the writing but do by you know, then was just do you know what the moronic. vanities are? Because <laughs> it took me a long time to understand that the vanities were like actual like pieces of furniture, and they're burning them. It's a bonfire of the vanities, you see. I just I guess I thought that the vanities oh like the vanity a vanity is yes. the table. I thought it was a more existential vanity. Like we're going to burn all of our vanity. A vanity is the table with a mirror, yes. With a mirror on it, yeah. So they no, burn no, all No, 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 It's like they're burning, it's like they're burning their furniture, probably because they, I, I, I'm guessing they go destitute in the, Ooh, in the, in the book. Sure. Because that's what happens in Pride and Prejudice. This is a good guess. <laughs> and I think. And they have to burn their vanities for warmth. I don't know. I think. This is all just me. We could Google this and have nope. it answered in seconds. Nope. I think it would be better if Our the, uh, listeners are going to be so mad that no, neither I want the of listeners us know to, a goddamn thing about this book. I want the listeners to leave a comment telling us what Buffer ah. the Vanities is. <laughs> don't send me a DM. I, I feel don't want so them. dumb right now. Maybe that's the point of this episode. Okay. I'm Come a on. We need to wrap this brain. mother up. <laughs> so, so they, go, they, they start, start going into books. <laughs> that's the rest of the, the bit. The brain uses his brain powers to trap, Fry, to put Fry and Leela in the book since Fry's using the books to think, to hurt him. Yes. Anyway, so I don't know how that makes get... Fry stop thinking. I mean, sure. isn't he use, isn't he stimulating Fry's mind, putting him in the books this way? Well, let me ask you this: When it, we get isn't there, it the same? Would well, it be the same as dreaming? Well, shut your damn mouth! I'm saying something. <laughs> um, when we get the re- reveal at the end of this Don't bit, talk to me like that. <laughs> when we get the reveal at the end of this bit. We find out this is all something Fry is writing down. So did he write down that the brain no, had this power? No, we see him walk away. No, we see him walk away. He could have written that part. <laughs> and get out of the brain's power. He could have written that okay. part. Well, then. Right. He did write that part. Oh. Okay. Because then he dies. Anyway, he goes through okay, three well books. Then, he goes through so three books. Let's talk about me the books. That he sees the brain absorbing the books and immediately got the idea our fry yeah <laughs> which is why the rules don't make sense because he's making them up as he goes whatever they're in the books they're in the books is fun let's talk I'm about them being in the books brain. <laughs> that's not the first one they're in Moby Dick first okay now this is something I actually I, I here's now I didn't think about this I didn't come into today's episode no I did come into today's episode knowing I was going to talk about this but I didn't go into watching the episode thinking about this but the Queequeg part 
first of all, problematic. Second of all, um, uh, the fact that they have everyone talking in broken English and then point out the fact that Queequeg also talks in oh. broken English is essentially saying that people from Aboriginal cultures are like speak like dumb people and or like um, anyone who's ESL I'm just is gonna also say an it. idiot. Uh, the Matt Groening yeah. writing team is not very mindful. Yeah. All I'm going to say is the Matt Groening team is not very mindful to indigenous and Aboriginal cultures. They do it time and time again, showing that they kind of just don't care. And <laughs> that's yeah. the shitty thing about the Matt Groening writing team to at this point in time. I don't know where they're at now, but <laughs> if you watch old Simpsons, if you watch old Futurama, there's just a lot of not mindful commentary on native culture. You know what's fascinating? Anyway, Just as long- I'm off my so- soapbox now. <laughs> There's like a weird, and I was mentioning that I'm watching The Simpsons right now, and I'm somewhere in season 10 in my binge. And there's a weird turn in seasons like 10 and 11 where they just start making a bunch of transphobic jokes after 10 seasons of never making transphobic jokes. They start dropping like slurs and stuff. It's very strange. It's like that was just trendy. That was in. And it's like it's interesting to go back and watch that. What? Yeah. Punching bags, you know, <laughs> punching bags are a trend. And, and it and they shocks you when go you go around. back and watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's shocking when you go back and watch certain things like when you see Samantha Jones use the T-slur oh on God, Sex so and the much. City <laughs> multiple times. Um, <laughs> but with Liz the Lemon Simpsons, says the T-slur. You know what I Liz Lemon think? says the T-slur for no reason. I know. <laughs> the... Uh, she just says it as an exclamation. <laughs> but no, here's what I want to say. <clears throat> oh, now I forgot. She's like Christian Syria. Uh, oh, Sorry. it's because I feel like a big part of it is when writers get lazy, that's when they start punching down. Mm. When they can't think of witty things that don't ha- like that don't punch down, they start going for the easy, low-hanging fruit, the trendy jokes like you're talking about. And if we think about the fact that season ten was about the time that Conan O'Brien left as a as a writer, and that a, a big shift changed there in the writing room, there, yeah. it just kind of feels like some of the good writers left, and there was just lazy hi- writers um, hired. And it was still after. all men. Anyway, it was still back to universally Futurama. white men. <laughs> We're, it's a whole new generation of Simpsons writers. <laughs> Let's Don't get some worry, new blood in here. It was still universally old white men. <laughs> he's 40 and he's ready to work. <laughs> um, hello, I went to Stanford. That's my impression of a Simpsons writer. So, uh, <laughs> Moby Dick, there is some funny jokes where he's like, oh, I'll give a shilling to the first person who spots the white whale, and Queequeg does see him, but he says, oh, I saw him first. <laughs> but it's not the white whale, it's a brain. It's a gray, <laughs> it's a gray brain, and they, a like, gray chase whale. A, a gray thinky whale, and they chase it into the ocean depths for some reason, and... Captain Ahab? Captain Ahab and Queequeg follow <laughs> into the next book. So we're in Tom yes. Sawyer. <laughs> Which is Bonfire of the Vanities. No, Wait. Tom Sawyer, sorry. Tom Sawyer. Um, so they're in Tom Sawyer, and uh, it's pretty funny <laughs> because the the giant brain is painting, he's whitewashing the fence, and he says, Tom Sawyer, you tricked me. This is less fun than you previously you implied. You tricked me, Tom Sawyer. This is not as fun. <laughs> really good stuff. Uh, you Honestly, this tricked is... me. <laughs> Tom Sawyer is dumb. I don't think we should make kids read that book anymore. <laughs> okay. I think no, the classics no, need Mark to Twain go. No, was also a, a ridiculous a racist. horrible racist, yes. <laughs> Mark Twain, H.P. Lovecraft, all these goddamn can old we just, white men suck. Can we just throw out all the books that are 100 years old? Who cares? <laughs> not burn them. I'm no, not no, a fascist. No, 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 because let's just stop no, studying it's them. Po- <laughs> no, it's important that we do not gloss over the history. True. But, but I'm just like, I hate that. But like, also, geez Louise. <laughs> I just hate the concept of a classic. You know, I hate the concept of someone 
decided this is a classic. So even though it's maybe good, maybe not, maybe problematic, maybe pro- not, like we have yeah, to or appreciate like a book it and is enjoy good it. just because it's old. Exactly. I get that if something withstands, if something withstands the test of time, it has merit. But to say yeah, that like just Seinfeld. because it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but lots of things withstand the test of time that don't have merit. Like I dream of genie. Big League Chew. <laughs> yeah, that sounds gross. <laughs> now, bring us home, Nick. Finally, they go, we get They to- go into Pride and Prejudice. Uh, Mr. Brainly comes in, and he says, I'm a gigantic brain. And the all the storylines come together because Tom Sawyer throws the whitewash on the brain, and they think it's the white whale, so they slay the whale. But then Fry gets out and we get a kind of twist where he dies <laughs> in the library, like a bookshelf falls on him and breaks his neck. But in reality, this was all something that Fry was writing. We don't know when he started writing. That's up for debate. But he started writing something that made the brain think the brain was winning the fight. And now the brain is trapped in his book, which is full of spelling errors and plot holes. And he's Plot going to leave. Yeah, he's going to leave Earth for no reason. Thoughts? And once he does, <laughs> for some reason, he was powering all the other brains. Oh yeah, and all once the other he brains leaves, died. Yeah, once he leaves, all the other brains die, and the Niblonians eat them. Now, well, it's kind of like everyone... in Avengers 1 where, remember, when they blow up the mothership, all the Chitari who are in New York, they just fall down dead. Maybe it's like that. Huh. Maybe they were a hive mind. I think they're a hive mind, babe. <laughs> what do you Don't think about me? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm calling the fucking it... host of this show. <laughs> hey, I love you, babe. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, baby, okay, I know it. So, so... <laughs> now because of the brain stupefaction rays, no one remembers how Fry saved the day, yeah, which only get... sets up for everyone to. Just to discover later that Fry has no Delta brainwave. Yeah, we'll find that out later. And this all ends, like Nibbler kind of narrates the last 45 seconds or so. And we see Fry trying to tell people, but no one believed him or cared. Um, And yeah, everything's sort of back to normal. And we cut to space where the Niblonians are cute. Wait, what happens at the end? Am I done? Is it over? (laughs) No, it, it, we cut back to Nibbler. Yes. Um, just resting on Leela's lap, being cute, saying that he will be ever vigilant. And then he gets a diapy <laughs> change, which is upsetting. Someone needs a diapy change. I don't like diapies. There's too many diapies in this episode. Zoidberg had a diapy. So, remember, there's no one. There's no one I'm feeling like banging in this episode. Um. No, my. Not, not any of the brains, for sure. You wouldn't fuck <laughs> any of the brains? I mean, I'm with Leela. I want to know if there's a Mrs. Queequay. Oh, sure, um, sure. He's, he's pretty shredded. Hot. Yeah. <laughs> what about... My thing is, like, couldn't the brain make you feel like you were having, like, just the raddest sex ever? Yeah, but... Uh, well, here we be- are back at wet dreams. <laughs> What goes around comes around. <laughs> oh, gross. Is that the name of the album? What co- goes around comes around. <gasps> what is that? I won the Grammy. <laughs> what is that from? Woodhouse. Uh. Um, I just saw this clip today. Apparently, like, her mic was on when they were saying all the nominees. And because she was performing at the Grammys. Oh, yeah. She performed right before so she like, and she And so they're like, Justin Timberlake, what goes around comes around. And she goes... Is that the name of the album? <laughs> what goes around comes around. And then like as she's talking, they say she's the winner. And she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Amy, one of my favorites. I know. She seemed really cool. She was one of the best. Um, so that's, I suppose, the end of this episode. Um, any, I suppose. Any general thoughts about this episode? I, w- I wouldn't put this as like one of the best episodes ever. But I would put it really high A tier or really low S tier. I think it's really up there. I think it's like mid to low A tier for me. That's fair. 
it, it, for me, it's all about the rewatchability. Kind of like rewatching it today. There were parts of it I knew that didn't age well, but kind of yeah. like rewatching it. I'm more upset about the lazy writing than the less mindful writing, honestly. I know I could go on a fucking rant about justice and um, uh, ethics and mindfulness. And blah, Remember blah, blah, when I told you about hat. always For ending me, your stories a sentence the earlier? problems in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, the lazy I'm joking. Writing. Keep going. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, yes. No, I, it's that's the bigger that's the bigger crime here. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe I'm giving it a little more credit just because I'm appreciating what it did lore wise. Like we get so many big lore reveals this episode. See, that's why I'm still putting it in the A tier because yeah. for quotability and for lore exposition. This is a very good episode. Well, <laughs> it's settled. <laughs> we think it's a good episode. I do think maybe so, Jinx. Uh, the, Jinx uh, the, hey, the final Jinx, conclusion Jinx. is I like it. Jinx, uh, maybe we could do a YouTube video, maybe in between um, like seasons of our podcast. Maybe we could do a little YouTube video where we do like a tier list of Futurama episodes. People love tier list videos. I'll edit it all for us. Do you want to do it? Yeah, next time I'm in, um, where do you live? LA. LA. Yeah, we could do it in person. That's probably the easiest way. Okay, well, everyone look forward to that. That's going to be on my YouTube because I want some of those sweet, sweet views, baby. Um, uh, everyone go see Jinx's little show. Oh, go my God, shut up. Show. Go to jinxadela.com. Find out when we're in a city near you for the Jinxadela holiday tour. Until next week, have a futuristic day, everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's the end. Bye. <laughs> Wow, 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 wow,